0: God, this is uh, this is gonna be a week. Cause normally when I'm pr- I'm pr- uh, introducing, I write up some notes. But since we're doing this in person, I didn't want to have my computer in front of me. And I thought to myself, oh, I can just ad lib this. Here we fucking go. <laughs> have fun. I'm sure Chris kept that in, because why not? Welcome to another episode of A Star to Steer Her By, your favorite Star Trek podcast, after the Delta Flyers, which I've been listening to quite a lot. <laughs> it's very cute. Actually, I realize uh, we have to stop making Wang jokes, because that is not how Garrett Wong pronounces his name.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh shit, really? Mm-hmm. Well, at least we found out faster than we did about poor Calamani.
2: I know. Or Nana Visitor. Mm. are making a lot of wang jokes i don't think we have there have oh, definitely yeah, would, been wang that jokes.
1: would
3: definitely be out of fucking character for us there was definitely I at mean, least it is, one maybe you're right we mostly make poop jokes
2: yeah poop jokes better than racist jokes
0: we'll find more things to make horrible jokes about
3: oh i don't I'm think sure. i don't know if he meant like racist jokes just like the fact that wang
0: means dick
2: yeah but if it's a dude's name it's kind of anyway
1: i guess oh, that's no.
0: true this got weird I lost track of Jake what I've Swalt, said so far. Jake's fault as usual. Just
1: who kidding. are you? Yeah,
0: speaking of Jake, who are the rest of us? Well, this is Ames. This is Caitlin.
1: This is Wong.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> I, wow. I. Mm, I. Jesus Christ. This is Chris.
0: Good. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for bringing it back. And we're on episode 252. Woo! Woo! Of a star to steer her by. Hot dog. We're still covering the Voyager, hanging out in the Delta Quadrant, doing all the things. This week, our episodes that we are covering are Deadlock and Innocence. Ugh. Innocence is actually a very highly rated episode. Not surprised. It's going to be a fun discussion for us. The kind of people who hate that kind of episode. But let's talk Deadlock. First. Yes. Deadlock is so fucking fun. Except for the beginning. The beginning starts with Naomi Walt with mm. a Samantha Wildman, whelping Naomi Wildman in the middle of uh, some kind of weird thing that's happening with the ship. So she's busy whelping. The ship goes into this plasma something or other to hide from Vidians Mm -hmm. who are always the fucking worst. Yep. God damn it, Vidians.
2: Except when the doctor's banging.
0: Except for that one Vidian who we liked. (laughs) She was fine. Well, it's because
3: she wasn't a creepy, gross scavenger. She was a doctor who was trying to figure the shit out. Yeah,
1: she represents a very small faction of not-awful Vidians.
3: I don't know. They probably all gotta go.
0: (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah, they definitely all gotta go. So, whilst we're hiding in the, the area from the Vidians, the ship just basically starts kerploding a whole lot. So much. Ensign Kim goes to try to patch up some hull breach and gets ripped into space. <laughs> he
1: pulls a kirk, but there's no Nexus there to catch him.
0: Oh no! That would be good. Actually I realized in one of my in one of my books that I've been reading, it says like several times, like, this is a ripoff of aliens! And I'm like, is it? It seems like a fairly common way to die in space.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fucking stupid.
0: The writer of this book is is
3: not the most objective person. Clearly, yeah. The so only other thing that's seen aside from Star
0: Trek apparently is Aliens. <laughs> it might
2: be. And, oh. and even missed some episodes of Star Trek. Apparently, yeah.
0: doesn't watch any other Star Trek. We watch lots of Star Trek. In uh, the other stuff that happens in this episode are okay. So, uh, Kim horribly dies. The baby doesn't make it because we had to transport it out of the mother because it grew uh, these little head fangs. Oh God. That sounds like the least biological advantageous thing in the fucking world.
3: And apparently it got caught on her uterus and was going to tear her in fucking half. I know. And also, bonus, afterwards we find out that those little shits develop fangs really early on, (laughs) so it's not safe to fucking nurse them for long. And these fucking babies sound horrible, and this fucking whole episode needed a trigger warning. We should have left
0: pained. We should have left this thing on the planet with Paris and Janeway's lizard children. <laughs> God damn it. All right, so that's still all the first five minutes of the episode. This is what happens when I don't take take an outline to follow. You summarize like me. Yeah, everything's going horribly. They abandon the bridge because another breach is occurring. And suddenly we see these flickers and we flip over to a, the the Voyager, which looks perfectly fine. We see kind of a glimpse of two Janeways. whoa yeah. Which is my favorite number of Janeways, <laughs> is it? And Janeway, who hasn't been through hell yet, is like, I wonder what that is. We'll figure this out. They go I down look like hell. We go down to sickbay. This baby is perfectly alive and okay. Neat. Um, <laughs> and also, there's a spare Kess running around because this is one that like somehow went through. The corridor that connects two different Voyagers, people! Follow me with this one here, because apparently this plasma thing we're hiding in duplicated all the matter in Voyager, but not the antimatter, because that's the opposite. (laughs) So we have two ships occupying the same space on different phases kind of like we did in the next phase a little bit. But they're using the same antimatter, so they're not going to survive very fast. Plus, one of them has been destroyed a whole lot. So they're trying to figure out, okay. But that's the one we're going to save. Can we... a really fucked up one. Can we smash our matter back together? And they're trying, and we're having a lot of Janeway talking to herself, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. And is talking to herself, which we've seen her do an awful lot in this show so far. So much. And they try something and it fails utterly, and they realize this is going even more poorly than most weeks. <laughs> See my description right now. Let's just maybe self-destruct the shittier ship. That's a terrible idea. Oh my god! Janeway! What's wrong with you? Why won't you listen to Janeway? She's the logical one! <laughs> And they, they realize, okay, maybe this is what we're going to have to do. When suddenly, Vidians, we forgot about them. They've been here the whole time and they can only see one version of the Voyager. And it happens to be the not fucked up version. And the most fucking terrifying thing starts happening because like 300 something Vidians swarm the ship uh-huh. and just start harvesting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, these people are actually the worst. They're so the worst. The mm-hmm. worst. Uh, not fucked up Janeway sets her ship to self-destruct now because she got the idea from the other one. So really, she thought of it. One plus two plus one plus... Exactly what I was thinking! Several fucking Janeways. So she says, okay, well, we'll self-destruct the ship so that the Vidians... Don't see the spare Voyager, and then that one, even though it's incredibly fucked up, they'll, they'll fix it. It'll be fine. Let's send over our spare Kim with a spare baby. Maybe a couple of Neelix lungs for fun. Uh, oh, over to it. The, over to the other ship through this magical space corridor so that, you know, we can still have Garrett Wong on the show. So they do that, and Wei, in classic badass form, self-destructs the ship in front of these Vidians, and it's hardcore.
4: Mm-hmm. And um, she
3: even gets a little, like, a little zinger off, Welcome to the Bridge, gentlemen or whatever the fuck she said
0: love it love it so much yeah so back on the other Voyager the Deans are gone because they've been exploded the other Voyager is no problem anymore so we can have all the antimatter to ourselves and Garrett Wong nope Harry Kim is having all of the existential crises the end
1: (laughs) he really really is the O'Brien of this series
0: yeah Mm. we've killed him twice so far
1: like I just feel like we've only killed
0: everyone else once now (laughs)
1: like I just feel like you know if if he gets back to the Alpha Quadrant, him and him and O'Brien need to sit down and have a support group, mm-hmm. just the two of them. Because I don't think anyone else in Star Trek, no one will understand, has had quite these experiences.
2: Mostly, it's about being overlooked for promotions.
4: Aw.
1: Well, the thing is, the chief is already at the highest rank he can have as an enlisted man, so
2: uh, he could always become a super chief.
3: Super cheesy. Super cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love Ames.
1: I thought the same thing, but you said it faster, so we all wavelengthed. Um,
2: a white cat. Yeah,
1: man, this one—it's
2: um, fascinating. It's, it's I follow none of it, but I'm still in, in, engorged. Nope. Engrossed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very wrong word. It's okay.
3: it's in, <laughs> engrossed.
2: Engrossed is the correct word. <laughs> uh, Boy.
3: It's okay, White Cat. Speaking
2: of engorged, Scared Jamie cat got cat. to meet herself. <laughs> we know what
3: happens when that happens. Okay, but here's the thing: like the I understand that they had to put them sort of in like weird angles because putting a cut down the screen and making them talk to each other. But it looked like they were about to lean in and kiss. Like I was like, "Are you guys gonna kiss?" And Chris was like, "That's disgusting." And I was like, mm, "Yeah, but I mean, it looks like she's legit like angled so that she's just gonna go yeah. straight for the kiss." And they're like four inches from each other's faces. Yeah. it was like really Yeah, intricate. no, I, like, I, I don't what know. What if we blow up Enterprise? What do you think about that? What if we blow it up? Like, I don't know. It just, it feels like they, they were the, going to start necking.
1: The Voyager. The, mm. What did I say? Yes. Enterprise.
0: Fuck, mm-hmm. I meant the Voyager. You said Voyager. It's the Voyager. <laughs> the Voyager, sorry. Be, being fair, I, I
1: I didn't say it was gross because you said it looks like it, I, guess. I think you said now kiss. Oh, whatever. Kiss. Kissing is the thing that's gross. Mm. Well, like I, I, t- kissing yourself, it's just, if that's not the it's ultimate sh- incest, I don't know what is.
3: Mwah. I just kissed myself. I hope Ooh. you're disgusted. Uh, you, know I, can't, can't,
1: uh, you know what I mean. You know
0: what I mean. can put that on the podcast. <laughs> That's too much. No, I know uh, Kate Mulgrew because acting apart from yourself is very difficult because mm-hmm. yeah. you're not there. No. Yeah, you're no. acting apart from maybe a double, but you have to make sure you know that either the double has to be exactly your specifications, but also you have to be, like, tracking exactly where you are the entire time within centimeters so that it ends up looking right on the screen. Yeah. I would
3: like it for it to have been Picardo in a wig
0: standing in for her in those scenes. It might have been. <laughs> yeah, but she called this, quote, the most arduous and possibly the most satisfying work I've ever done, technically.
2: Hmm. Wow. Hmm. She did a great job.
1: Janeway, really eager to blow up the ship.
2: Yeah, nobody... It's was, it was interesting that nobody else really seemed to be that upset about it. Yeah,
0: they are like, yeah. I think it was... Well, there's a spare, so it yeah, doesn't count. Yeah, but still,
2: I don't know, though. I, I still think... I still think if I were about to get blowed up,
1: even knowing that there was another me to carry on would not make that any better. I mean, I can't speak to the experiences of the fucked up Voyager, but on the one that ultimately is blown up, if my options are... Presumably, pretty quick and painless kerplosion versus harvested by those Vidian fucks.
2: And you get to take a whole bunch of them out with you.
1: Yeah, I'll take that.
2: Yeah, but I might be like, "Hey, can can I go? Th- can I go through that rift
1: too?"
0: <laughs> How many drainways can your ship use? They did say <laughs> well, something uh, like, "Maybe some more medical staff, please."
1: They did say four or five could go through before it would like destabilize something. Technobabble, technobabble.
3: Oh yeah. So, what did they say there was something? Yeah. Was like so they a, could have
1: sent upwards of five. It sounds like. I don't know if the baby counts as a full one. Like, I don't know if maybe you could send a baby and somebody who was kind of short and it would just count as one.
3: You could send three babies. <laughs>
2: they should have sent Neelix over and had two Neelixes on, on Voyager. See,
3: I think they should have sent the second Kes over because then there'd be a Kes for Paris and a Kes for the doctor and Neelix can go fuck himself. And
1: Then you could say, now Kes. Oh, no. Oh, god damn it. What? Now Kes. Now Kes.
0: Now Kiss. Oh, huh.
1: Although uh, jo- joking aside, I mean it would be more help in sick bay.
3: Well, I was saying that at this episode anyway, wasn't yeah. I, like, there, I was like, wow, everyone's dead, it would be nice to have, like, I don't know, a fucking crew, he's, I love it when the doctor's, like, going through, like, oh, she has, like, a broken cranium, she can wait, oh, but this guy's spine is fused, get him into surgery, it's like, I mean, I get that that's serious, but it's just like, oh, broken skull? It, it was <sighs> a,
1: it was a collarbone.
3: Oh, well, that's your Which thinking. hurts like well, a mother, but. then she can wait, fuck her. Yeah.
1: Well, in this situation, that that's the thing, that's how you know it's bad, If like, busted collarbone is you can wait.
3: Yeah, he needs more people.
1: The, um... Why can't
3: they just have like six of him? Is That's there any reason I why they can't? I
2: think, I think it takes a lot of computer energy to run.
1: Just yeah, they, they can't get the newest uh, 1030X because of all the fucking crypto miners. Can go. we
0: just have a bunch of medical support in the holodeck and just have a bunch of hollow nurses?
1: Ooh. That's oh. a thing. Like, even if they can't necessarily be as advanced as the doctor, there's really no good reason they couldn't be. Mm.
0: I'm sure they're having been... a couple extra pair of yeah. hollow hands would be good. I've been
2: saying that
1: since you day have, one. Yeah. You know, like he
2: should like... be able to sprout.
0: Oh, yeah. I meant hands attached to other hollow people, but even the more doc- hands on you the, you doctor, just doctor the
2: doctor. have the doctor would like octopus Ooh, tentacles. Octo- How <laughs> <Not> many heads? <laughs> Doesn't he? Doesn't need he? Doesn't even need one head, really, because the sensors could just tell tell him what's going Stop, on.
3: Stop! I can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> but you are Sorry, quite engorged. I can engorged. Only get so engorged. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: the thing, really. You know, he could, like I said, I think if it wasn't for the fact that it's a consumer product, he could totally just be like a consciousness and a shitload of flying hands. One of the
2: tentacle monsters I, from uh, uh, some, um, Galaxy Quest. Some mm. uh, what you call
1: them?
3: <laughs> One cat uh, ran by, and then you heard a hiss. Oh,
2: exocomps! Why not Maybe some exocomps, exo-comps
1: doctors? Well, no. like, no. see, they have to choose to go to medical school.
2: That's Exo- why. not didn't, didn't, didn't Darth Vader have an exocomp doctor, and um, that he was interrogating Princess Leia with?
1: He had an interrogation droid. I don't think he was technically a doctor. he <laughs> eh, had a needle. Are you
3: thinking about the? Are you thinking <laughs> oh, about the here. nose job and? Uh, space balls. No,
1: it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, whoa, that, was, that was the interrogation. Yeah, he had a
3: horrifying me. needle, it's true.
1: Yeah, the, the, Is that the...
2: supposed to be
3: like a truth serum? What do we think that needle probably, was? Or was that just yeah. for pain?
1: Yeah, probably.
2: It was, it was antibiotics.
3: Oof. Yeah, keep him alive longer so you can torture him more. Uh,
1: speaking, also, the gonorrhea.
0: Speaking of the doctor and things the doctor should have done this episode, <laughs> trank the fucking baby when the Vidians are two feet away good point because when every every time oh, the baby's yeah. like making a little cr- crying noise it's like you're gonna get this baby found out and it, then these people are going to rip it to pieces well also he was shaking it kind of uh, voraciously <laughs> i was like shouldn't you know that you're not supposed to shake babies
1: he was rocking it he just he's for that matter calibrated
0: Trank the baby when Kess is trying to sleep over here and you're like just get some rest meanwhile the baby's over there crying it's like how
3: God damn, why don't we just trank the baby for the first two years of life? Oh my god, or or More You're brilliant. <laughs> I, I,
1: I was just like, when you know, the, they were, she was first giving birth, I was like, why aren't they just transporting it out?
3: Ugh. And
1: then finally they do, and apparently their hand wave is like, well, it can cause complications. It's like, yeah, whatever. Well,
3: and it did. Also, like, I,
1: I really hope by the fucking 24th century, people have snapped out of this like... I don't know, all natural surprise bullshit. Like, I thought it was gonna be a... You really didn't let yourself find out earlier. Like, what's it fucking matter? You were freaking
0: for a very long time. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You
1: like, did, you I didn't don't wanna know! Which is, I'm sorry, stupid. Already. I
2: mean, who gives a shit anyway,
1: right? Like, they won't
2: know what gender it is for a long time no matter what, right?
3: Well, I was just gonna say by the 24th century or whatever that idea may have been even more accepted, which means that it's really completely irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, the but, only
2: the only relevancy would be like in terms of medical stuff. Which yeah, the doctor need, knows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I
1: just like I don't
2: know.
3: That's also, like because they could probably see it on ultrasound. That's how they see it, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure the doctor, doctor just like sticks PP his whole not.
2: face into her <laughs> belly and just looks. Oh,
3: the belly. Good. I'm Thank glad Christ. that you said belly because I was God. I was also a little bit like, where are we going with this?
2: <laughs> but, yeah. I guess he could make his head really small too just
3: do well yeah i mean if we were talking about the doctor that doesn't really need a head his head could just be whatever one of those little could, camera things yeah, There's a little is, endoscope that goes, doctor that's it Endoscope. He's going thank every you. horrible place yeah. yes also, that's where the doctor's going every horrible place <laughs> but also you time
2: really, for your colonoscopy with his what?
3: endoscopic head <laughs> <laughs> Still on.
1: let's write this show <laughs> but also like you really think in a case like this where they know this exact complication could happen. Oh, with the head spikes? It would have been like <laughs> you have to do a C section.
0: Ah. Kind of do, like even even if it didn't like move in whatever way it moved, those spikes are not coming out of there.
1: Yeah, no, like it's just. It, yeah, I what did they mm.
3: say that she it went breach? Because well, it didn't even
1: go breach. It just it moved a little, and because of that, it fucking breached. Maybe that species is supposed to, but, but, is but, supposed but, to breach.
3: No, it would make more sense if they were supposed to go head first because well, the spikes were kind of backwards weren't they? So going. here's what's, if they
2: went
1: head oh, first right. it would be like to
3: backwards. The real the real problem here
1: is that he mentions that that species normally has scales and such. It sounds like they're lizard like, which means in reality that species should give birth via yeah, egg, say, an egg and thing. shouldn't be compatible with humans.
0: The real problem is these are supposed to be Katarians. We've met a Katarian before. It was that that well, woman that Riker was fucking in the game who gave us the toy. Uh-huh. No and spikes. she did not have head spikes. Well, or any spikes scales.
3: Well, let's let's consider. Ceru lost his, uh, what's-its? Mm-hmm. What are they called? You know, these things. Ganglia. There, Ganglia. There. So maybe the mature female, adult, whatever this thing is, loses its spikes
0: well, I happen in to, adolescence
3: or something. I happen
0: to know we see an older Katerian and the spikes are back. So. Well, maybe she had hers removed. Maybe she lost them in
3: Vietnam. You don't know. Anyway,
2: let's talk about now, stuff oh, other on, than... Though. But didn't we also once eat Katarian eggs? Further complicating things?
3: As an omelette? Th- were those the omelette? I don't know.
2: Was that the omelette that Ryder I know made? Those scrambled eggs. eggs have been talked about before. Yeah, it's but that, that
1: could be eggs from Kataria, not, you know... Would, I, you, would you
2: call... Well, no chicken eggs, human eggs. I would not, but well, I might call them earth no, no, no. eggs. I was gonna
3: say, but you might call them earth eggs
2: yeah, because we're, I'm like sh-
1: the,
0: we're like the only species in the show that isn't called whatever their plant. Like, yeah, like our planet derived from the planet. Our
1: planet should be called human, but it isn't. Or- well, we should be called Terrans. Ter- True, or earthers. which I like,
0: but you know,
3: no, not that
2: comes too close. Terran really only
3: works though if flat like Avengers.
2: oh, yeah. so I think for like you know Latin, Latin base languages right yeah that's true like most of the population wouldn't yeah agree with that
1: but i mean starfleet is america so that's true anyway enough about that fucking baby and all the medical bullshit because there's more interesting things happening in this episode
3: lots i remember anything interesting happening in this episode so go ahead and tell me what you thought was interesting about it
0: so much was interesting in this episode but i'll let chris start
1: i mean you definitely have to like just accept up front that like this is the science is weird. Just go with it. Become engorged
0: with it. No way. Um,
1: right. Engrossed. Yes. <laughs> but just like you know, the, the I, I guess the one thing I sort of wish is that they figured out earlier on what was happening, and maybe we could have seen more interaction between the two ships. But the eventual, well, no, I think there was enough.
0: Yeah. See, I know the writers less time on the
1: baby. The there writers we go. were
0: really happy with the fact that you, you're watching an episode and. A, it's so fast paced. Yeah. Like it ended up running true, very yeah. short because the pacing was just so fast. <laughs> like the first all the whole first two uh chapters, or whatever they call them, uh, Acts. acts. The first two acts of, of the of the episode fly fucking by. That's true. Because it's just action, 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 action. We've yeah, killed We've killed Harry Kim. Uh Cass has vanished. This has happened. Abandon the bridge. Oh my god. Yeah. So much happened that they had to like Frantically, write new scenes to add in places. Yeah,
1: I guess it did work out pretty well.
0: And then the fact that they say, You think you're watching an episode about this crisis the ship is having, and then we twist you. Yeah. Good twist.
1: Yeah, yeah, the fact that they were the cause of their own crisis. Mm.
0: It's a little. Not time it again, the other one. There was another one where they were. There was a duplicate ship thing happening.
1: Oh,
3: the one where Voyager was moving towards the exit and the other Voyager yeah. was not moving towards the exit.
1: Oh, that one, that one. I thought you were talking about... Um, I don't
3: know, Ingress? It was Some stupid word, one word type of thing? I
1: thought you were talking about either Dumb Picard or the Bozeman oh. one. That's how uh, people think. at it as a time loop.
2: I, I like that um, Bolana employed the time-tested tactic of if there's a strange hole, toss something into it. <laughs> <laughs> The TTT. Yeah. Triple T. Time test tactic. Tri- the triple T. I uh, mean, it's every every engineer knows. It's like, huh, there's a strange hole. Let me pick up a piece of random stuff and toss it in. And then we can listen for how long it takes to hit the bottom. Someone
3: Some on the other side. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, the thing is, I, I that does feel like, you know, very, just feel like proper engineers do. Just kind of like, you know, like. You know, i, 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 po- I want to poke my seat. head in yeah no, i love
0: no. the, the continuity that then they they say later on the last fucked up ship we found this cast and then we found this piece of, cr- of trash what were they doing there yeah. <laughs> this trash is very important because <laughs> it was
2: so harry kim was killed mm-hmm. um presumably now there is you know so harry kim lives Long live Harry Kim.
1: But there's also a frozen-ass corpse. There's a corpse of Harry Kim I said also floating around. That, like,
2: you know, in some distant time, someone's going to be tooling around and be like, huh, I have picked up uh, something on sensors. <laughs> smells like
1: manure. What's going on?
0: It's got a con badge, a working con badge on it.
1: Oh, man, that'd be a great way to get uh, get him to guest on uh, Discovery. They have
3: them pick oh, him up in no. a thousand but years in the future. They're,
1: they're able to revive him. The reason he looks older has something to do with the fact that he was just out in space for so long, all frozen. Oh, no. That's uh, right, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, it's like... I, I Actually, I had joked that Janeway circled back and picked it up just to make other Harry look at it to fuck with him. Oh, God. But, uh... So, yeah, like, Harry, big existential crisis... And meanwhile, I feel like Wildman's just going to pretend this never happened mm-hmm. and not consider the fact that this is her weird time duplicate baby.
0: It's the only way that she can stay sane. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, she's also here, Her, you know, separated by, you know, many, many areas of quadrant between her and her husband. I'm sure yeah. that's also like a, a big sad thing.
3: Think
1: she ever tells him? Assuming they get back, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm oh. imagining
2: that they would still memorialize the dead baby. Oh yeah, and treat it like a, like you know like like a twin or something where one didn't make it. You know? mm. I, I, that's how that's how I would imagine. So it. do they have a oh, memorial she for the other? Because one Harry's? of those
3: fucking people on Facebook that's like. Mommy of two, one in heaven. It's really heart, gonna fuck with heart, heart. the. It's
2: really gonna fuck with the girl as she grows up. It's like yeah. Don't tell her. Never tell
3: her. <laughs> yeah, she can't know.
2: Oh,
1: you know it's like one. You of You had a kind of twin sister that died. Here's the thing. That's the plan, but you know it's one of the first stories Neelix tells her once she's old enough to comprehend <laughs> stories and probably a season. I know we're back yeah. on the baby.
0: One more thing about Samantha Wildman that. Made me a little bit cross. Uh, we start the episode with Neelix in the kitchen who needs something because something in his oven isn't working. Yeah. And he immediately asks Samantha Wildman, xenobiologist, because this has been established when we first met her that she I was is a what xenobiologist. She wants. Hey, help me with this engineering problem in the kitchen. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Also, she's I'm... fucking
3: 9,000 weeks, months, whatever, pre- 12 months pregnant, Neelix. You fucking ass. That was my
1: thought, though. It's like she's a blue shirt. I don't remember what she is, but she's not an engineer.
3: Well, and even if is she kind is, of a dope. you don't need to get her down on the ground, looking into th- fucking trying to find out what's wrong. Felix
1: has your a bullshit. like a pregnant
2: lady fetish, and just wanted to does he see her work? Uh, I don't know. Weird. You never know. But yeah, he got really I excited when Cass's hands got sticky. So,
1: but but I thought yeah, it was
3: usually the other way around.
1: I, it's just a side effect yeah. of like you know. Star Trek often follows the bad rule of a lot of fiction, where no matter what your field of science is, if you're a scientist, you kind of know all science.
2: That's that's kind of how Janeway is, right? Like, like she seems to be an expert in almost every area of science, it seems. That's true.
0: Yeah, she knew about the whatever experiment happened in which they... We did do some duplicating of matter. yeah, and that's how she knew that antimatter doesn't duplicate in that way.
1: And she suggested the pulse proton pulse, photon pulse sure. whatever the pulse is that caused the disaster.
2: Also now that we know that matter can be duplicated and not just like in this weird bizarre area of space they're in, but apparently they've done it on Earth at Kent State. Like that seems pretty significant. Like we
1: can just duplicate shit. People, up.
0: we can duplicate people. Exact well, here's copies. the thing: they,
1: they already can through the magic of the transporter.
2: Yeah, but all that that takes some sophisticated. You need like an ion storm or something. You know, you need <sighs> well, some serious. So the, the, plot, the plot really
3: needs to come. <laughs> that is what I said. Like, exactly. You know, they
2: just have laboratory conditions
1: where they can just make copies of shit. Yeah, but it was not stable or something or Mm -hmm. blah, blah. I don't know. It's still a ways off before they can really do anything with it. But Yeah,
2: yeah. It is upsetting. The deaths. And like, and like this points to one of my recurring peeves with Voyager is this is a major fucking traumatic thing. Mm -hmm. Not just for Harry and for Wildman, but for the entire crew. And the ship, the ship is practically gotten destroyed. Yeah. So they're
0: all going into the holodeck to talk to Sigmund Freud. We've done this yeah,
3: before. Yeah, but, but in
2: the next episode, there's no mention of it. The ship's
1: perfectly
3: fine. Well, because it could have been six months later. I mean, Harry's okay. It's not you know, six know. months but, later.
2: It's shortly thereafter. Uh, you know. How do think...
1: we know? Well, that's the thing, though, is Harry does seem to be the only one who's just kind of like, so this is weird, right? This, we can all agree this is weird. And Jade was just like, part of the job. He's like, no. But really, though, this is fucking Bonkers.
2: Like, remember at the beginning of the series when when they were running out of gas and mm. like they, that, there was like a couple episodes where they were looking for gas. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's another opportunity to do a story like that here now because we've established that. Half the antimatter is apparently gone now. Yeah, uh, So that's something they could be on the lookout for.
1: Yeah, but, you know, we, we already said how, like, they chickened out on real continuity with this one. I know,
2: and it's it upsetting to me. I, I think, I think Although there's being, missed opportunities. Here. Being fair,
1: even if we look at, say, TNG, with the exception of that one time where Picard went back home to be upset about having been assimilated... Oh, no and
0: do a mud wrestle. Yeah.
1: Like, oftentimes, <laughs> yeah, by the next week, it's like, hey, remember that horrifically traumatic thing that happened to you last week? Yeah, I'm fine now. Like, Jordy got turned into a rave ape, and by the next week was fine. <laughs>
3: rave, Not my
1: line, I think that was you. No, I no, know, I but it I, it just, I just Did always
3: I? forget that it was a thing that we've said. It's always
1: shocking. I really thought that was someone else, because that's, I don't know, too, too good. <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, you know, or like, fucking, what's the awful devolution episode? Metamorphosis? No, oh. Genesis, Yeah. Although I guess I could see not when to speak of that ever again. Like, let's mm. just pretend that didn't happen. But yeah, like, Star Trek, like most TV shows, really, there is this aspect of we reset, we don't really sit and discuss our ongoing trauma unless we're isn't DS9 just, and Nog. Isn't that just
3: adulthood? Like, Ooh, touche. I mean, what?
1: Deep, deep. Well, and actually, yeah, no, in the 90s, too, really still, like, wasn't taken as seriously as it could be. Yeah, yeah it's a good point cultural thing i guess
0: yeah but you know for for an episodic show like was it we were watching the center seat or something else when we were talking about how people who watch an episodic show need to be able to drop in whenever because when it was airing in 1990 freaking six yeah if you miss a week you don't get to stream it whenever you want you need to catch it every week if you want it to you know want to follow a plot so if you're not episodic people can get themselves fucked.
2: Yeah. I mean, but that... See, that's just... That's such laziness, though, because serialized storytelling isn't some new invention in the last 20 years. It's how like... long have soap opera been around? Exactly. Since the fucking, before TV. Since radio, oh, yeah. From before, there were radio soaps that translated into
1: television soaps. Ooh.
2: So
4: Though
1: being fair, one of the issues with a soap is that what they do is they spend almost half of every episode reiterating all the major points just in case you missed anything. Mm.
3: Well, and it takes like about a month and a half's worth of episodes for anything to progress. It's, yeah. it's like the- how a a
1: fight in a bad anime can take, like, eight weeks.
3: Just say what you mean. You mean it's how it is in Dragon Ball Z always. I was actually thinking
1: Naruto, but...
3: Oh, well, also that. Dragon Ball...
1: But yeah, I, I feel like there is a way you could serialize and catch people up without, like, having to fall back completely on, like, soap method. Yeah, yeah I
0: think DS9... A DS9, at the end, I think, did a good jo- job of that, of making it so that it was... A continued plot, but it was one that you didn't, like, you could lose a week and be caught up and understand what you missed. You'd want to go see it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It, wait for reruns. Yeah. Buy the um, DVD pack.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think that's sort of like...
2: Well, like I think, I think that that's actually what happened in, like, the early 2000s.
1: Yeah, once it was on home video.
2: People realized that, like, oh, I didn't really like this show when it was on, probably because they weren't watching it week to week and, and following it but oh once you could get the dvd you can binge it
0: yeah yeah Nana said this in the documentary we yeah. watched
2: so i think that's i think to our eyes show like voyager it's like okay and yeah, they kind
1: of screwed the pooch on this whole lost in space element of it that's that's the thing, though. It's I feel like they still, at least, even if they couldn't have had, re- didn't want to go full serialized, you could still, like, all you need to know is they're lost in space. Mm-hmm. And they still could have done a bigger job of, like, not a bigger job, a, a more sort of, com- what's the word I want? I don't know. But they could have thorough? leaned on that. Yeah, a more thorough job of leaning on that, like, We need shit. You know, like I I said, they had talked about the idea they'd had that was rejected was like over time you'd actually see like new components getting integrated and the, you know, things would change a little and like that you could do without confusing people as long as they just know the basic premise lost in space.
2: Yeah, or just, like, the ship is damaged, you yeah. know? Uh, it takes a
0: while to fix it.
2: Takes a while to fix it. Well, we have to limp along at, at you know, Warp 2 for a while.
1: Let let Voyager be that car with the mismatched door. <laughs> yeah. But actually do that. Like, a you know, like, why is the right nacelle a different color than the left one?
0: Hmm. No, they always seem able to fix everything until it looks pristine again, even yeah. though they actually don't have resources. Well,
2: they do not. I mean, also, part of that is... They don't wanna fuck their physical model of the ship. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. If if it was if it were CG and good C G, mm. you know, they probably could have gotten away with doing that. But yeah, if they had to I mean, I guess if they were updating the mod the model physically throughout the show and just augmenting it with different
1: things yeah. or changing out components, it would But work. even if they had to say like, look, we can't afford to do everything, at least fuck with the interior a little more. Yeah. And like I get Leon, like, I mean the hallways you need them to look as Uniform as possible because in reality there's like three of them that yeah. you shoot from 12 different angles. But the bridge, sick bay, permanent sets like that, like that, you could have had some fun with, you know? Mm. True. Of course, that means at some point Tom would have insisted on swapping out a bunch of like switches for like My God. little L cars for switches, I should say. Anyway,
0: I feel like we're straying from the episode. Yeah, sorry uh and straying says, <laughs> do you mean runs running
3: screaming from i love this episode no, no no i i mean because of how we're not how much we're not staying on
0: track
1: not yeah because well of the
0: episode
3: that's the thing
1: it is a good episode unlike the next yeah, one
0: yeah it's a good one I, like i said the pacing is just yeah it keeps you involved and gorged the whole time. <laughs> um, I love this note. This is one of my favorite notes. Garrett Wong improvised the little running fo- running spin that he did, did he? when he shot those Vidians. Oh, shit.
1: Because I, I I was like, oh, wow, good spin.
0: Yeah, the director said, yeah, yeah, you shoot this guy, shoot this guy, crouch, then shoot that guy. And Garrett says, what if
1: I do a cute
0: little roll?
1: That was, I, 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 he came out of it perfectly. It that's was what good. Like, fuck, I couldn't do that.
0: I also love the moment when you, you can see things are going bad because the doctor flickers, yeah. and whatever he was holding in his hand drops to the floor, and he looks down and realizes things are going very poorly. <laughs> yeah, oh that was fuck. a nice touch.
1: Oh, there was one kind of bonkers thing in this, though. Just one. Just the one. No one... Apparently no one ever told Kate Mulgrew how to say schism. Oh, my God. What did she, say? she said schism. Chism. Oh, no! <laughs>
3: The shism!
1: She's <laughs> like, wait, what? Hold on. Rewind.
3: Duh. <laughs> don't, and as Chris said, and yeah. don't correct me, it sickens me. That's
2: al- that's That's always one that, like, I mean, I don't know. That, just an actor mispronouncing a word... I can understand what the one that really gets under my skin is when you have two actors in a scene together mm-hmm. pronouncing the same word differently. Yeah. Oh
3: man, we saw that there's in TOS this, a lot. There's yes. this episode of Doctor Who where the people are talking about this this like sort of deity type of entity called Omega. But so we say Omega, the English say Omega. Omega. But then there's this what? one random character who oh, goes, I hate that. Who is this Omega person? So it's like three different ways of saying the shit is floating around, and it's like, what is happening? And I think even
1: some people in it said Omega. I think it depends on what part of Britain you're from. But is it was supposed to be a character's name and not the Greek letter, they all probably should have agreed on. But yeah, moon. Omega
3: sounds like some fucking dumb shit, doesn't it? Aluminium. Hate <laughs> it. Oh, I love aluminium, <laughs> but I can't stomach Omega. It just sounds like throwing up the
1: one the one I could
0: it sounds do like
3: about, oh my god oh my god <laughs> uh, Speaking That's of true.
1: the British and Schism schedule I fucking hate schedule oh good
0: I'm what? glad you hate schedule because it's like oh, I, I get schedule. it
1: because in German SCH is sch but if you're going to say schedule you should also say schul do they
0: say schul no they
1: say school monsters like every other thing they do the onomatopoeia but with schedule they decide to keep it the it's onomatopoeia like, not onomatopoeia the, um, no yeah not at all
3: onomatopoeia I don't an know, N- but it's certainly not onomatopoeia.
1: When there's a new pronunciation, we our get slow. English
2: majors are engorged in Diphthaw. The diphthong.
3: Not an English major. No,
1: these two. These two. No, I know. <laughs> being fair. I was uh, the two that don't know what. Words I was more mean. about. Nope.
3: Chris is like being fair. I wasn't a very good one. <laughs> no,
1: no. Being fair, I never focused on grammar. I was strictly literature.
0: Grammar is fun.
2: Anyway, That's speaking of grammar, the next oh, episode. Oh God.
0: Okay, oh dearie me! Guys, it reminded me of that show that we did that time. Remember that show we worked on that one time? Yeah, there's a there's a play called Rocket Man that was better than this episode. There's also a
1: TV show called Mork and Mindy where you're born old and age backwards. There's Benjamin also Benjamin, Benjamin Button. Button. Yep. There's
0: also that TAS episode. Granted, that was a bad episode. Oh, so the bad. counter Benj- clock incident. Benjamin.
1: This Bubbles. is also a bad episode. <laughs> describe it. Benjamin right. Brown Eye. So.
0: <laughs> my God.
1: A long Jake. time since they did that one. you,
0: Jake. Way. Jake. No, he was doing it on his own the other day. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's not even
2: funny. In, in, is you the problem with Master
1: Brown Eyes. This is the problem with being in person again. Is like they're yeah. they feed off each other way more. It creates a loop,
0: a continuous feedback loop. Oh
1: god! It's I like know. when
0: someone has their phone on in a, in a Zoom meeting. Yeah, like a,
3: like a balloon. Imagine Ape's
2: like walking past my room and she just like, <laughs> <going>, "Brown eye." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's doing brown eye on his <laughs> own. Brown eye and again, oh. a
3: dirty son oh, of a bitch. God all right
0: can we no no i don't think well i'm gonna talk over you then that's fine because i'm gonna talk about this episode innocence now if now if in deadlock i was saying please trank that baby a couple of times imagine how many times in innocence i said please trank these fucking children Oh boy. All right. Let's let's do a quick synopsis synopsis of innocence to get it out of the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> How we Wait, actually, can we just say okay, it actually, sucks? Actually, <laughs> okay. We start innocence in the most traumatizing yeah, that's fucking true. way, God, watching en- Ensign Bennett dying very
3: horribly yeah. and being like, and no one cares about me, like no one's gonna miss me when I'm
0: dead. <laughs> it was super sad, yeah. it was so upsetting.
1: Only good part of the episode. I'm
3: laughing because it was really
0: upsetting. It was, it was the best way to, to get to get through it because wow, poor <laughs> Ensign Bennett. And Seriously. Then we keep bringing up that he's dead and keep bringing up that his body's still here, but we never see it again. But his body's been there the whole time. Yeah. Weird. Okay, anyway, Ensign <laughs> Bennett dies because he's out, been out with Tuvok doing, like, surveying of some moons around this system that we're making first contact with. I don't know why we're surveying their moons when we haven't made first contact with them yet. Because we want to play family food. God feud. <laughs> damn it. All right, but anyway, he's dead. We've crash landed on this moon. Tuvok's still okay. He's like, well, so what for that guy? Hmm, something seems amiss here. Oh, there are, th- there are these three small... Nine year old looking children, Tressa, Elani, and Corin. And they tell this tale that, oh, Oh, uh, we, we came to this planet, too, and our shuttle pod also crashed in the same thunderstorm that yours did. Uh will you protect us, Tuvok? And Tuvok, being a fool, <clears throat> says, okay. Of course, children. And so he has to watch these children while he's trying to fix his shuttle pod. Meanwhile, over on the Voyager, we're <clears throat> making first contact with the Draen people, and we meet Elcia, their first prelate, who is holy shit the worst. Wow, I hated her so much. Mm. Talk about... We've talked on this podcast about how when you meet people and there's something important you have to tell them, you should tell them the thing that's important. Mm-hmm. And Elsia instead tells us absolutely nothing the whole fucking episode long. But we'll get back to her in a minute. So anyway, we're making first contact. It's, it's going well until she decides, eh, nope, my, my people are kind of standoffish and we like just hanging out on our own and we don't like technology because... The technology becomes too important and we're kind of technophobes, even though we've got later ships and shit. Thanks, Alcia. God, I hated her. Uh, so judgy. She's very judgy. Almost as judgy as I
3: am of her. <laughs> See, at first I thought Jake was saying you were being judgy and then I realized he meant the character. He I was que no los dos." que no los dos indeed. Yeah.
0: All right. So Elsia says, "Nope, we're, we're not going to do this whole negotiation thing even though you need all this material from that you can find very easily on one of our moons that you've surveyed and know about." <sighs> jerks you can't have it we don't we're not interested we'd like to continue being hobbits in a cave meanwhile back on planet the kids insist that the tuvok has to you know keep them safe from the Morok, a monster that lives in that cave right there and tuvok says that is so not a thing You kids are brats um here i'll prove it there's no scanning in there you'll be fine and the kids are brats the whole fucking time yep and long story short the monster that lives in the cave is deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Once
3: so, again, this is just adulthood. Something happened to Chris. Oh, that was just the way you...
2: <laughs> he was doing his impression of the Wheel of Fortune wheel. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Excellent.
0: Yeah, so basically, Tubak eventually gets in touch with uh, the his Voyager. No. Oh. With the Voyager to tell them, like, Hey, I've got this kid with me. The other two have vanished. Um, and I'm pretty sure there might be something to what she's been saying about the Draen people wanting to kill them. So I'm gonna keep her with me, if that's cool. You know, we just made first contact. Let's kidnap their children. <laughs> what the fuck, this episode? And Janeway's like, yes, that is obviously the correct thing to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, tells tells them hey, your guy is on our moon, on our our protective sacred moon. You have to get him out of there. And Janeway says, okay, I'll go fly down and pick him up. She says, no, you can't go down there. You have to get him out of there. And Janeway says, this is your, this is a catch-22. We, we have reached God, an end. God, I hate you, Elsie. You are the absolute worst. Almost as bad as the Vidians. So eventually, we end up talking enough with Tuvok. We end up all down on the planet together. And this little girl is scared that is going to get her killed. And Tuvok says, don't do it. And Elsie says, oh my God, okay, I'll finally tell you what's up. I should have done this fucking days ago, but I was being the worst. Here's the deal. This little girl here is actually 96 years old. And everyone gasps, even though every fucking species has a different lifespan. it could, She could be a baby Yoda for all we know. True. But in this case, 96 years means she's at the end of her natural life. And apparently this species ages backwards. So by the time that they're about to die, they're child-sized. And compelled to go into that cave, which the Morok monster is just a tale about going into the cave and dying. And finally, Tressa, the last little girl who's left, says, I want Tuvok to go with me. And Elsia says, yes, we really like Tuvok, even though I've been being really mean to you this whole episode long. So go ahead, Tuvok. Watch this little girl die. The end. Fucking what? So...
1: (laughs) Here are all the reasons this episode is bad, <laughs> aside from I don't like children. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, we bitch about a lot. Everyone listens to we don't like children in our television. So let's just set that aside for a minute. We will bitch about them, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But here's all the other the reasons that, like, even if you don't mind children in your television, reasons this is actually a fucking terrible episode. There's no good reason for those people to be so secretive about their life cycle, except so that the episode can happen, mm-hmm. which is lazy. Yep. They never do explain where the bodies go.
0: They become energy?
2: That's, that was my assumption, that they just, like, evaporate into Yeah, it.
0: That's what I mean, like, they, the fo- they force the, ghosts because
2: the their
1: clothes, yeah, clothes are the there. Yeah, the clothes
0: are there laid out like there was a person just in it. But that's
1: still just kind of weird, though, because... It's
0: fine. That wasn't that wasn't the thing that, d- that took me out of it for longer than me asking what happened, and then Jake saying, energy thing.
3: Yeah,
1: it's still, like, kind they of crazy for me. The twist is stupid. Oh, I don't like it. Like, just so, so stupid. Like, just, why? Again, it's fuck fucking Mork and Mindy did it as a joke. You know, it was like, the gag the first time was like, Mork needed a doctor. And they sent this old, brilliant doctor, of course, he played by, like, a toe-headed seven-year-old. And it's like, ha ha ha! Ah, uh, I get it. And then, when the show was on its last legs, he had a kid, and the kid was played by an actor older than Robin Williams. Ha ha ha. Ah, good joke. And it's just like, <laughs> this twist is dumb. Also, how does it work? Like, the, the, the question is always, like, how do They you...
0: introduced this twist literally in the last 30 seconds of the episode. Yeah, it's You, you like, can't think about it, because you shouldn't, because it'll break everything.
1: It's like when a bad mystery introduces key evidence oh, like in Halloween. the reveal <laughs> oh yeah. I hate that that's like, annoying because then you cannot possibly yeah. have guessed it mm. on your own yeah so it's and also when you, again the minute you think about this like how does it work how the fuck do you give birth to a full sized ass adult because that's in theory well, we what happens yeah, they, they
2: might not give live birth but I want to know this are some people born older than others right it doesn't make sense oh that's
1: a good like if somebody
2: comes out and they're like 15 years old it's like oh he's not lasting
1: long yeah like it, that, and that's one of the main problems with that kind of story because I've had the same thought. It's like, well, how does this work? Like, you have a better idea of how long you're going to live, which is weird and freaky. Um, yeah, but
0: by the time you're a child thing, it seems like you lose at least most of your memories. You, be- you become this innocent state, it, hence the title. Well,
2: yeah, yeah, is it, it like senility? Is that's that me, it like
1: that's what really It seemed like a really unpleasant me. metaphor for it that just mm. makes senility into something...
3: Even worse? Cute.
1: Yeah, which is disgusting. Oh, there was actually one other thing about the episode I liked that you liked? Was yes. Was it the song? There, there was the... Okay, that was kind of cool. The opening was like tragic and wonderful. And then Tuvok's angry dad finger at one yes! point. Yes! I, I am so happy that with a, that. I that am like picture. shocked as fuck that that is not one of those just super common Star Trek meme pictures because it feels like
2: it feels like it should be all
1: over the place. Because you'd have to watch this episode to find
2: the screenshot. Good point. Yeah,
0: Tuvok had a great line because the kids ask, "Oh, do you have kids?" He's like, "I have four awesome kids whom I miss." And they're like, "Oh, what are they like?" Well behaved. Yeah, that was good. I said yes, Tuvok. Thank you.
2: Can one of us? re cajigger the uh the the Geordie meme to be Tuvok doing doing the finger and then I don't know Tuvok doing something else for the probably second, the second one
4: probably I mean I can't okay I don't have those I just, skills
1: but... I just checked tu- uh, Tuvok Tim Russ does have a child I was, I was gonna say he's like I feel like that's that's not acting that is he's had to make that face before <laughs> mm. um yeah man yeah there's a lot of dumb shit um also I guess okay the little bit of insight we get into how Vulcans, like, obviously it's not... How con- they don't
0: fear things? Or... Well, not that,
1: but that's interesting. But, but, like, how they maybe discuss it with their children? Like, obviously it's a little different here because the children aren't Vulcan, but presumably, when before Vulcan children start getting taught, they're probably, you know, normal and not suppressing their emotions.
0: Like we saw in the Star Trek 2009 movie.
1: Not the best example. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, that reminds me, though. One of the Vidians is in the Star Trek 2009 movie. Anyway, moving on. Just has something a very that dis- He been- has a very distinct face that, even under all that makeup, I was like, that guy's familiar when I looked him up. Oh. Anyway, but, like, the fact that, like, there is sort of, like, a... We maybe get something of an idea of how they start to teach their children, albeit probably younger than these ones would have been, and this and that. And that's sort of interesting. <laughs>
4: yes.
1: Well, yeah, well, then, as we thought. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, the song was kind of cute, the idea that, you know, there's little hint glimpse like, at Vulcan art. It's
0: like the the Vulcan Odyssey or something it sounded like.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah kinda. So it's those, kind those of those interesting you're... that like Tuvok Tuvac isn't sure he really believes in katras. Yeah. I thought that was interesting.
0: Even though we, we've seen in episodes that Katras are a literal a thing, real that, thing. That, that happens.
1: Well, I mean, that's a little different, though. I think, like...
0: It's like the Bajorans believing in the prophets. They, well, yeah, they're aliens, but yeah, that, that that is a thing that exists. Well,
1: the thing that I think he has more doubt about, though, is, like, what happens to the Katra when you die? Assuming you haven't, like, done what Spot did. You have done, done mm. a remember? And even then, like, remember in Star Trek three, he's like, I want to do this stuff with the catra, and she's like, this shit hasn't been done in so long. We're not even sure if it's real. <laughs> mm, true. So I, I, so I feel like it's that still makes sense. Like you can believe in the katra, but not necessarily think that anything happens to it when you croak if you don't do like a uh, thing. Mm. Um. Oh what? Bleh, I, oh yeah, I guess the audio. I did like a. No, I know. Yeah. I
3: want. I know. I wanted to hear you make the sound again. Ah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like from a writing standpoint, so much of this is very weak. Because, like, stuff happens just so the episode can happen.
0: I particularly... I mean, A, I don't care for the children actors, but... Oh, yeah, know, no, that's... Fucking ugh. surprising to everyone. But here's what I specifically didn't like about every scene with the children. Is whenever they would have dialogue lines, it would literally be, Child 1 says a thing, Child 2 says a thing, Child th- 3 says a thing. Mm. In that order, every single time. And they were written in the way that children never talk.
1: Yeah, mm, I didn't notice the order thing, but because yeah every
3: they single time.
0: turn saying why it's it's like they wanted to say okay let's make sure if we're going to get these three child actors that they each have an equal amount of stuff to say in these scenes yeah and I, no
1: yeah I, again that was I, I had joked when it started and the first kid came and i was like oh man this is going to be one of the worst episodes ever <laughs> and then it actually really was very bad but for like legitimate <laughs> reasons not just i don't like children in my star trek
0: I wanted Tuvok to make them run a 10K.
1: <laughs> yes. I know, right?
3: Just to, just to be fair, though, not liking children near Star Trek is also a legitimate reason.
1: Yeah, but that's, like, a very personal thing, whereas, like, I feel like... I feel like it's one of those things, like, when you're writing an essay, it's like, there's no evidence. That's a very personal choice thing versus here's things I can point to and concretely make an argument why this is bad, like poor writing and this and that, versus just I don't like kids. That's, that's more an opinion than something I can back up in a textual fashion. Also, one of the kids was that Maori brother.
0: That
1: yep. what brother? Uh, T and Tamara Maori. They had a younger brother who was also an actor.
0: What was
1: it? From Sister, Sister, Sister. sister.
3: Well, so oh, well, okay. the Sister, Sisters had a brother. I believe, actually, I believe you. I have no idea what
0: words you just said.
3: Turns hmm. out
1: they had two, but he's the one that did a lot of acting as well. And yeah, their makeup, like I joked about earlier, I don't know if it's still in the episode, but it just, their little like head triangles just look like really dry skin, not...
0: Yeah, not a good makeup choice. No,
1: no. Yeah. Also, as Jake pointed out, why the fuck were they surveying the moons before having made contact if they knew they were yeah, gonna I didn't make point that out? Somebody else. I
0: pointed, out. pointed that oh, out.
1: Oh, aim, sorry. But either way, like that was just dumb too.
0: It just seems rude. Yes, too. exactly. I feel like Alcia, and this is the one case where Elcia would have been right for yeah. being a bitch. Should have said, like, please stop surveying our sacred moons uh, before you even talk to us. Thank you. And Jesus. where was Chakotay to be like? We respect their Golden.
3: cultural. Whatever. I know,
2: right? That's true. Like Chakotay got all bent out of shape when they were when they were to the uh, the, the the asteroid the, with the dead people. Yeah, the spiderweb people. You no,
1: know, because Chakotay is written super inconsistently. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah he didn't,
2: I don't think he said a damn word in this whole episode. He no, did.
1: he said that stupid prayer.
2: Oh yeah, well, he also right. told he us.
0: He said how excited he about first contact oh, he was. Oh, that's right. Because he met a species and did like their their like normal hey, how you doing? Wave. Yeah. And realized oh, I'm actually coming on to them.
2: Yeah, mm. that's right. That. Was that's because he was doing this instead.
0: Oh no, not the jerk off. that's <laughs> <Yeah, dude>. right. <laughs> he had just come on to their
3: ambassador. And I said, and as it turns out, the ambassador was a very gentle and generous lover. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. That, I want to see that story. That yeah, was yeah. The thing, Tell us, Jacote. Tell us the tale.
1: That was the thing, too. with, Like, the scenes before, like, she suddenly got all standoffish and cold were just dull, you know? It's like, mm. here's our warp core. Oh, here's what we think. Okay. Here's our doctor. Ooh, even though I should probably be horrified that he's such a high tech thing, instead, I'm like, it's like our thing's about energy. Yeah. That uh-huh. was. You
3: just made, like, a Zoidberg I sound. I thought that was, was a was Boss Nass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, it was. How
1: horrible. It's really just being so frustrated at how, like, just bad this episode was. It was so bad. And not for the reasons I was expecting.
2: It was bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I know.
0: I actually, I think I pref- this is going to sound awful, I think I preferred the children scenes to the scenes with Alcia, because at least <laughs> the children scenes were written consistently.
4: Mm, yeah, like yeah, the children
0: were telling the tuvok the things that they knew yeah. granted they happened to be going through child senility so what they knew was wrong
3: the poor children
0: but that was at least consistent meanwhile alcia is just telling a she's telling us different things scene by scene about what their beliefs in technology are yeah and then she starts chasing them into in their hyper advanced spaceship thanks alcia
1: which again like all of it could have been avoided she's like look here's the deal but, again, we had to be like, oh, no, maybe they are evil and blah, blah, blah. And, they yeah. wanted
0: there to be a twist.
1: Twist.
0: Uh, it's not what you think it is. Burned
1: as fuck. Everyone's
0: actually right. Especially Ugh. Tuvok.
1: Uh-huh. Tuvok
0: was good in this. He was. I, again.
1: He I, was it, wonderful. He was doing very well with what he was given. Yeah. Um, I was
2: disturbed that the Tuvok shuttle was a TNG-style shuttle. And in the same episode, we also saw a Voyager-style shuttle. What kind of <laughs> shuttles do they have? A Voyager? Do they have both kind of shuttles?
0: Well, isn't the isn't the special one Paris's uh, ship, the Cochrane, that they I think specifically that was just some, modded? I think,
2: I think that was just a modified shuttle. But I still think it's a. I think I don't think it started from the same place as the. Well, see, there's there's I, less um, style shuttle.
1: There's less less trunk space in that one. Like they're in the TNG style, and that's sort of the minivan of shuttles. Oh. The the other one's like a sedan. Well, they
2: also have the tiny TNG shuttles, which which we don't see anymore. The little tiny. The, the oh, those seaters. are awful. Yeah, those those suck. Too many kinds of shuttles, Star Trek. Now I know you did it just because you didn't want to build a whole nother shuttle set. <laughs> For uh, Tuvok, because you already oh, had the, the shuttle set. From...
0: You should see our, our blogtivity today. It's going to talk about this kind of stuff and how they always just reuse the same fucking thing over and over again. So. Like that
1: uh, Bird of Prey explosion footage. Mm. Eey, nice. Oh, yeah, another thing related to the... Reuse, yes, uh, it Barnet? Bennett? I've already forgotten. Poor Bennett. Bastard. Bennett. Body Preservation Field. I was like, oh, that's neat. Not seen that before, but that should be... That makes sense.
0: I mean... How long did he think they were going to be laying around? Like, Well, that's just <laughs> it. He thought
1: it might be a while. So. He, was, he was worried about the stench. I, I, I think it's nice <laughs> that they have that. <laughs> Got like a Well, the stench and also this, you know, if a predator shows up, it can't take one of his legs. I
2: mean,
1: you'd I'd rather the predator ate
2: the dead corpse than me. Like, in if theory, you, could... you
0: go in your shuttle and shut the door. Yeah, then you're stuck in the I don't door. know oh, God. why he didn't do that with the children when they were afraid of the moroc.
1: That was another thing. I... When he fucking gives her a face, like, I trust you could be, you know, handle this. I was like, you do? Oh, that was awful. <sighs> Don't give children guns.
3: <laughs> I was waiting wow. for her to accidentally kill Harry Kim or something. Like, Harry and he, K- Kim comes out of the plant.
1: <laughs> he basically gave the Homer Simpson explanation of a gun. This is the end that you point at the thing you want to die, and this is the trigger.
3: And then he told her that the boogeyman was coming. <laughs>
1: yeah, seriously. Boogeyman! <laughs> He's lucky she didn't shoot him when he opened the door, because he looked ready to.
3: I mean,
0: he would have been fine. He's a Vulcan.
1: Oh, right. but That's a different... Yes, I forgot. He actually did have a boogeyman freak out. Who? Homer.
0: Yes. The working title of this episode was Emotional Awakening. Gross. They're so bad at titles. They really are. Really bad. I, I, Deadlock actually... was okay. I
1: was about to say, what What does that even mean? Deadlock. Like, it doesn't actually really make a ton of sense.
2: Well, they're dead. And they're locked. And they're locked to their... To the death. Yeah, it just it felt like
0: it's like what, neither of them can really make a move without hurting the other. It's one. like
1: dreadlocks. Yeah, it, yeah. yes, yes, it's
0: just ju- it's just like
1: that. I don't know, so so bad. Like they they had to like again. The twist was stupid and such a tweeze.
0: What a tweeze! They really
1: didn't justify why. Like I you know, oh, they're well, they're very private. It's like yeah, but things are spiraling out of control. You think. I don't care how proud you are. You're going to go like Arnold. Here's the fucking deal.
2: I also don't understand, like, okay, they couldn't beam through the atmosphere. Take the fucking ship, Ben. Why are we taking this little wimpy-ass shuttle? Because they
0: don't have the budget. (laughs) Oh, I know that,
1: but... (laughs) Oh, and again, also, it would have solved the problem too quickly. It's so the episode can happen. Wow, wow, wow. Like,
2: the little wimpy shuttles can't stand up to the the plasma bullshit, whatever storm that this planet has. So, if this if this little moon always has this fucking storm yep. happening that causes ship to, ships to crash, and the whole point is that people go there and peacefully die, it sounds like most of
1: them are probably just dying in ship crashes. Well, so the thing is the, the, the <laughs> what are they called again? The Draons? The Draons. They had figured out to use a hoodlidoo field. It just apparently went wrong with this one particular ship. Like, normally they're able to land no problem. Mm. But yeah, it is a w- wicked fucking hassle. Like, I. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Alright. Let's move on to our game. Please. Because uh, we did discuss how shuttle shuttle pods vary season by season. And I know we just covered a whole bunch of talk on captain's chairs, which was very fun. You can check them all out on our Tumblr. Uh, now we're going to talk about all the alien captain's chairs. Mm-hmm that we see. And Aliens. we're going to cut this in half because there were way too many that I could think of. And yet, I know we talked when in Captain Chair discussion about how the chair changes every freaking season or every freaking movie. And it meant I had to find a lot of screen grabs and it got exhausting. With Alien Chairs... Everyone just has the same fucking chair all mm. the time. And let me let me show you guys, make sure that you're following along on our Tumblr SSHB podcast over at the Tumblr because this is actually quite funny.
2: To answer an ear- a question that came up earlier, Terrian eggs were the eggs that Kirk made in generations. Oh. I
0: didn't
1: remember. That there well. we go.
0: First I want to show you guys because I didn't include this the other week when we were talking captions chairs. But I added, <laughs> I added Captain Tribble. So this is already up on the blog, so, so y'all have seen it. But Chris hasn't yet. But actually,
1: ha- I have, because earlier today when I was checking for the uh, what today's episodes were on the drive, I, I saw that, but I kept it, <laughs> I kept it to myself, just yeah. in case.
0: They have Captain Tribble on timelines, and it's in Kirk's chair, so it's a, actually one of the really better views of Kirk's chair.
2: Why is the base of the chair so much narrower than it should be?
1: I think it's the angle.
2: No, because you can see the distance from the central... Oh, yeah, you're right. ...support is, is only, like, a few inches, whereas on Kirk's chair, it's, like, you know, yeah. much farther.
1: It's fine. Like it's got a big pink treble in it. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, I also realized I forgot one captain's chair two weeks ago. Oh, yeah? No. But it's not that important. It's oh. the one that we see in the USS Pasteur in All Good Things. It looks,
1: it looks like they just took Picard's chair and changed the upholstery.
0: Yeah, they made it... They bleached it white or something. Mm. So it's... It's up on the Tumblr, so y'all have seen it already. But I, I just wanted to include that. Yep, we got a white Enterprise chair. I have
2: a bleached captain's chair.
0: Hot. So, okay, I realized that made the, this part of the uh, the endeavor way easier. We never really see captain's chairs in any of TOS. The mm. two that we do kind of see, which I'm going to qualify as captain's chairs, just because they're delightful. <laughs> the chairs on the Fasarius, which is
1: Baylock's ship let's be fair that is a captain's chaise longue, almost
0: it is a, a little child sized sofa covered in pillows and Clint Howard and it's delightful
1: possibly the only good Star Trek child yeah they did dub him with an oh adult though so that might help
2: well uh, oh, it didn't hurt Jake Sisko is, is rolling around in his grave He's not dead. Well, he's, he's a
1: teenager. He so. died at
2: the end of The Visitor. Yikes.
1: <laughs> I'm talking like pre-pubescent. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, like child, child. Yeah, but the Fasarius is very fun, so I included that in the list. That's fair. Um, that is totally fair. Because also, otherwise I wouldn't have almost anything from TOS. The one other thing I have from TOS to show you guys is the Romulan uh, commander lady's chair from the Enterprise incident. Mm. Don't know if he'd call it a captain's chair. It's like um, her office chair. But it's, it's, the, it's the chair that she commands from.
1: It's a good oh, chair. I want chair. that chair.
0: Yeah, it's huge, like, big, like, black upholstered Ooh. thing. She gets to lounge in it. It's, it's one of few captain's chairs you can lounge in. Yeah. Clearly bisexual.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. We don't know what the bridge looks... I don't think we see the bridge of this one. No. But the bridge we saw of the experimental ship, certainly, they ship. were... The, um... The Warbird, the original Where Romulan.
0: appears you see appeared. this, uh,
1: Balance of Terror. I
0: don't think that's the bridge.
1: Okay.
0: I, if that's the bridge, it's it's there are no chairs in it. That's
1: what I was gonna say. Okay. Yeah, it, it, there's no chairs on that. But we don't know if that's a normal Romulan thing or just because it was an oh, experimental okay. ship. Oh, This is more like because it's like a
2: submarine. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. Submarine like it's thing. it's only,
0: it's just a bunch of stations. Yeah, it's not yeah. That's yeah. really just how submarines yeah. are. Okay, yeah. that makes actually yeah. that makes a lot of sense for a bridge. But I think all, all Romulans need this chair.
1: I want that fucking chair.
0: I want that fucking chair. It looks real nice.
1: It's kind of of like the proto-prodigy chair almost. It's so wide and white.
0: I'm going to jump over, because we finally do actually see what we can definitely say is a bridge with a captain's chair in the motion picture, Mm -hmm. when we see the Klingon captain who gets kerploded by V'ger. Mark Leonard. Mark Leonard, playing playing a Klingon. I'm told the ship is called the IKS Amar. Sure. The chair is quite fancy, very mm-hmm. plush. Yeah. Kind of a nice maroon color and a neat shape. hmm I'm into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Decent share. Though it does I mean when compared to the ones we eventually see, I feel like those feel a little more cling on. This is almost too comfy.
0: It is pretty comfy.
1: But Klingons were still pretty nascent at this point.
0: Yeah, and this guy's got different Klingon makeup than anybody other than yeah. Klingons. yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they haven't they haven't become the Klingons that we know. Not quite
1: else. yet. They almost fuck. They almost gave them weird alien hands in this movie.
0: Hands? Like how? Like they, like they you, were gonna they have or?
1: they were gonna have like weird three fingered thing. Like Gene viewed TMP as a soft reboot in some ways, mm. and he was really like when you look at early sketches of the Klingons. That's kind of what they looked at when they did the Discovery redesign.
0: But they actually had the makeup technology to do it?
1: Yeah, like, chances are we would have gotten Discovery Klingons and TMP if they'd had the ability.
0: If they'd waited 50 years. Yes, <laughs> except
1: again, they also would have had freaky hands, too, no. not just big heads. Sorry, move on. That was, I'm off course No, again.
0: that's cool. But yeah, so the chair is, yeah, it's, it's kind of a soft reboot chair. Yes. I can't imagine... Well, Koloth, I can imagine this chair. Oh, I can't yes. imagine Kor or Kang in this.
1: chair. I can imagine Koloth in either the TOS chairs we saw.
0: The Baylock chair?
1: <laughs> yeah, or the Romulan <laughs> one. Either one, I could totally see him just lounging yes. luxuriously.
3: Luxuriant right. bitch status.
0: In, uh, Kr- who's this, Krug's? Mm-hmm. In Krug's ship that we see, uh, he has a different Klingon chair. Kind of similar, because it still looks a little bit upholstered, but a different shape. Mm. And we all always see it for some reason with what looks like a sweatshirt thrown over the back of it.
1: Yeah, it's the cloak he wears when he goes down to the planet.
0: Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, <laughs> I it's his it says away mission
1: sweatshirt.
2: I noticed it has a, a similar base to the one that uh, they had in TMP. It's, it had like a like a circular. Yeah, with like
1: little sort of light things. Oh, yeah. Kind of of echoed that that look. Although they've also done sort of like a... He's got Finney shooting buttons. Oh, yeah. Which Mark Leonard did not. Yeah, I don't think
0: Mark Leonard's chair even looks like it has arms at all.
1: Yeah, I don't think of most like, I mean, again, I I might be proven wrong, but I think of what few aliens... Like, I feel like usually the captain's chair having buttons on it feels like like a specifically Federation thing. It'll be interesting to see if I am... misremembering that
0: yeah let's find out because we're going to move forward to the next one so okay so we're going to see this chair a couple times this is claw's chair from the fourth uh, tos movie mm. doesn't it look comfortable fifth. Did i did oh fifth you're right and what i do really like about it is that when he brings his little periscope thing down you can it see on the in. picture all the way on the side that it connects to the chair yeah it's pretty cool which is pretty sweet they it do... also
1: looks way less comfortable which feels more clinging
0: yep yeah, it looks kind of like, like it's been carved more than it's been built. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good way to put it.
0: But Yeah, so we're going to see this chair a little bit because it looks like this chair, and I'm going to jump around now and go in mm-hmm. no particular order because we recycle chairs so often that I just clumped so, so you can see them Fair. back to back. So we'll take a good look at this chair and then go forward to the next slide, which is a Cardassian chair that we see in The Wounded because mm. it looks to me like it's the same chair.
1: It seems likely. Pop yeah. back again.
0: Yeah, it
1: looks. Yeah, Because yeah, no. it's got
0: these little pads on the top. Yep.
1: Uh, yep. Like I think if they like added those little stripes, or possibly carved. No, I think it's just stripes, not carved in vents. But yeah, I think it is the same chair.
0: Yeah. So we see that this chair at least another time. So mm-hmm. that was interesting to me. That
1: was... But ah, there we go. This is a
0: different chair. So in the undiscovered country number six, we see Chang's ship, the Dakron, and it has a chair that we're going to see a ton in TNG. Everyone's got this fucking chair in It's like a good chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's solid. a good chair. Yeah, it's very solid look, looking. It's got I
2: kind of, of Borgy vibes. It doesn't look like you could ever really reach that headrest. No, no. That Why is,
0: would you if you're a Klingon?
1: That is strictly for. If you're
3: a Ferengi, maybe they've kind of got big back head situation, mm. don't they? Yeah,
2: yeah, they do. Maybe it was made for Discovery Klingons. They, <laughs> they
0: tend to
1: have like a big <laughs> comb back head type yeah. thing going
0: on. Yeah. So another chair that looks like it's been carved out of something mm-hmm. and given a pretty decent little padding thing. Yeah. But the shape of this we also kind of see in TNG in uh, Gauron's ship. and This is in Redemption 1 or 2 or both. Uh, we see Gowron's ship, the Bortas. Mm. Same looking chair. Uh, only, I love this, Gowron has st- has made a lot of little Klingon stickers and put little Klingon stickers on it. <laughs> <laughs> typical, typical Gowron. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we see this chair again here. And I believe we see it again here. This is Kern's ship, the Hegta. Hmm. So in Redemption 2, it looks like that's the same chair. You can even see the little stickers. Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: However, in Redemption 1, we see briefly see Kern over here with a different chair in the background. Get a Take a really good look at that chair. Because this chair... We're going to see like fifteen freaking times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that, but that first one might not even be the bridge.
0: It might not be the bridge, but I caught the I caught a glimpse of this chair and said that chair looks familiar because we're going to see it again, here. Yeah, I was wondering what so, this was. Yeah, I put the HMS Bounty chair from Star Trek 4 over here because it's the same chair that we see a different time.
2: And it, and it should be Christopher Lloyd's chair. But it is very not. Yeah, that
1: that's not. the one problem with those movies is between three and four they completely overhaul the bridge. Mm. Yeah, they must have done to... it on Vulcan, right? Well, that's why would they make it look yeah, more clinging? Many... <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Like, they just kind of go, just, just, just don't think about it. And unfortunately, it is a huge continuity issue.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So they ditched the Christopher Lloyd chair that kind of, you know, had padded, had a little peak at the back. It was kind of
1: different comfy platform. Looking. Yeah.
0: This one looks like a straight up chair that they dragged out of a like an airplane or something. Yeah, but like then it, put
1: those cling-on side yeah. bits on.
0: Yeah, it's got little side bits. It's got like the comfy, cushiony back. Um but I believe we see if not the same the same exact chair, a very similar chair or maybe a, well, a re-upholstered version of this chair in the uh Oh yeah. Yep. which is in I think it's a matter of honor is the one where Riker is like a Foreign exchange student. Yeah, when he goes over to the pa,
1: that is almost certainly the same chair. And you
0: see that chair; it looks to me to be the same chair.
2: Looks very similar. Yep,
0: looks quite similar. We're going to see another similar chair in the Hakona, which is the chair you see in Contagion. Which one's that? Contagion is the one with the Iconian Gateway. Ah,
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: And the Romulans are also trying to find it, and we see this Romulan commander lady. In what looks like the same chair, and I believe you can see in the paw, it has kind of like asymmetrical arms. Oh yeah, so it that is. you can see in. The Romulan commander's chair as well. Yeah. So it looks like the same chair to me here. I've been doing so much chair sleuthing in the past couple of weeks and saying, ha-ha, I know that chair anywhere. The
1: question is, does this Romulan commander have a big-ass lounge chair in her office?
3: Oh, she must. I hope Any so. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here. Ames is doing all this, like, fine detail. And I'm just like, oh, no, they all look like the same chair. <laughs> oh. Have you shown us any different chairs? Like I mean oh. not literally, but almost that. You'll bad. see
0: you'll see some good ones. Okay. But first we have to finish looking at this one particular <laughs> chair. Because the packlets seem to also have this same chair. They
1: probably stole it from the Romulans.
0: Oh that makes sense. See that's one where it makes sense. Why everyone else has the same chair, I don't understand. Why it's the one from the HMS Bounty? I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah, so the packlets have it on the Mondor. And finally, we come to a new chair. Okay, so here's a new chair that we first see in this Ferengi ship in the Price, and it looks really—it looks like a theater chair, like you'd put on a on a stage because it's mm. really showy. It yeah.
1: is. And it it's, makes sense for the Ferengi.
0: Yeah. Wait for it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you'll see in this chair, it's got these little, like, sticky-outy, like, rays of sunshine that come off of it. Mm -hmm. It's got a really hokey tube that goes around it that I'm sure someone was really proud of designing.
1: Like, I'm not gonna lie. It looks uncomfortable as fuck, but I also kind of want one.
3: Well, just let the cat sleep on it. We we don't have to sit on it. Oh, no, I've gotta
1: sit on this fucking Ferengi throne here.
0: Okay, well, what if it's not a Ferengi throne? Uh Uh-oh. Moving forward, what if it's actually... A bed for the cats. Oh. From a Romulan illusory ship in, oh God, what's the episode? Oh, I
1: know the one, but I don't know the title. Yeah,
0: Borath. In the I thought um, you were say Borath. Future imperfect. <laughs> imperfect. Thank you, Jake. Uh, I should have wrote and written the titles down, What I did This didn't.
1: was the second tier of illusion, but still not reality.
0: Yeah, this is the one that Riker's fake son from Future Imperfect created. Yep. How this kid knew about this chair to put it in the illusion, I don't understand. It
2: matter, well, if Riker knew about it.
0: Yeah, because they were pulling from Riker's mind, but Riker never saw the Ferengi ship.
2: But he might have seen a Romulan ship that had this chair. Well, let's find out, because we're going <laughs> to see more of this
0: freaking chair. Moving ahead, uh, we also see what looks like this chair on a different Rimelin ship. This is Sela's ship, and I think this is another one of the Redemption uh, chairs. We see a lot of chairs in Redemption. But Sela's ship, the Garaxis, looks like it has the same chair, minus the stupid tube. Yeah, yeah. Because that tube tube. was hokey as hell. And
1: I think they painted the rays, because I think before the rays were the same color as the backing, and now the rays are sort of gray.
0: Yeah, so, Sila has the same chair, clearly. We also see oh, this God, chair. Those they, horrible guys. They paint it like a beige and they give it to this Eurydian traitor. This is the guy that brought Worf well, to where, where he claimed his daddy was. Yeah.
2: In, and he met his Romulan girlfriend. Oh,
1: yeah. That's, that's fucking James Cromwell and draw that. Yeah, makeup, yeah,
2: yeah. I? Yeah, in Birthright. Zephyrin himself.
1: I mean, I miss the tube. Really? Without the tube, it's just less ludicrously opulent somehow. Do you
0: prefer. With Ooh. a little bar because in all oh, that good classes th- it up, we see it with Ooh. a little bar over the top a couple of times. We see it here in All Good Things in Tomoloch's ship. He's got what well, you can just see a little bit of the chair, but you can you know it's the same one because mm-hmm. it's always the same chair. You also see it here in the game, which is Ooh. why we were talking about Katarians earlier and how oh, I yeah. said, Wait a minute, Katarians don't all have head spikes. This woman didn't,
2: she has eggs in her forehead. Oh, that's disgusting. Eggs.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: a headbutt. <laughs> it
2: does look like that. But
0: she's got the same chair with a little bar around, and it looks yeah. kind of like a silvery now.
1: Yeah. yeah All that's...
0: they do in TNG is repaint this chair over and over and over again.
2: Clearly, I mean, it might just be like you know, some shipbuilder sells this chair, and if you're building ships, yeah. But you know, it's, okay. It's just a, just a standard part. They just call it it's like in the McMaster catalog or something. <laughs> it's like how all
1: computer chairs now look like racing chairs.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Mm.
1: You can buy a
2: different options. You can get bar tube or or neither.
0: Her head is terrible though.
2: I really terrible. don't <laughs> like
0: it. Terrible head. Okay, we finally see the whole chair. Over oh, they added baubles in face of the enemy, and I think they added these big ball things. Yep. They painted it in more it's like colors. A fucking Mickey Mouse
3: chair now. What the shit is going no, on? No, no,
1: this is the most opulent version, and I will not hear a bad word about it.
3: <laughs> it looks like it's got a little. Oh yeah, it does. She got her legs up on it. No, it's two pictures. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was like, I was like, ooh, <laughs> I wish it did. I wish it had a like a a matching ottoman. <laughs> Or a oh, recliner, that'd be nice. a reclining.
2: Uh, yeah, now This is this is the classiest
1: thing. rendition of this chair. This
2: looks like a, it's like got a it looks got, like a baby seat. It's got like a bucket seat out of a Toyota Tercel <laughs> or something. <laughs> mm.
0: It's also it seems really narrow to me. It seems like you get you get in there, you get hugged. Mm. Oh yeah, that can be nice, that'd be though. nice. Yeah, maybe it's got a massager. Yeah, I was gonna them,
3: okay. say, can you put some massages in? Yes, it? I was gonna say, especially around the lower back. I feel like it would be so nice, and maybe butt warmers. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Why are they all looking so grumpy if they've got these sweet chairs? Because
0: they're
3: Romulans. Yeah. Mm. They're plotting. Fuck.
1: They're plotting. <laughs> always,
3: always plodding. All
0: right, so I think that's the last instance of this chair that I have to show you guys. So we have a bunch of one-offs now. Finally. Goodbye, amazing U- chair. Unique chairs. Uh, we're going to start with... <laughs> oh, boy. That was a sound Chris made. I'm, I'm sorry, what the chair? fuck? We're going to start with a chair that most people will recognize because it's usually in Wharf's quarters. Yep. But we first see it... In Haven,
4: mm-hmm.
0: on the Tyrellian starship, being those, um, there was uh, those people with the plague yep. that we weren't going to let land on Haven because they'd give everyone the plague. Yep. yep. And then Diana's boyfriend went and lived with them instead. But we first see this really weird chair that just looks like a bunch of punching bags
4: mm-hmm.
0: that stick up, and it's awkward as fuck to sit in because there's nowhere to put your arms. It isn't awkward.
2: You with your feet at two different heights.
1: What's great is you know this was just some chair. They found it some sort of rich person boutique Mm -hmm. because this is this screams like I've got more money than sense furniture you would have (laughs) in your like Los Angeles oversized rich boy apartment.
2: This is this looks like it was designed by uh, Catherine O'Hara's character from
1: Beetlejuice. Yes, it fucking very much it does. Holy shit! I wonder if we said that at the time. We might have, but either way, it's worth repeating because it totally fucking does.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. What's actually also really good, I think I've mentioned like I troll around on um x asteris scientia which Mm -hmm. is a well a trek website just full of resources and i found this chair on on that on that page which is why i knew to look for it but they just have a page on there that's all the known chairs and where they came from because some of them they knew like the designer oh wow so it's just a list of all these chairs just all really weird shaped chairs because they are so good at finding weird shaped chairs which makes me surprised that they reused that one so many freaking times mm.
1: it probably wasn't cheap and they were like we are getting our money's worth out of this fucking thing
0: <laughs> yeah but this one is it's so strange that you just have to enjoy it
1: yeah mm.
0: All right, we also see very, very briefly just the slightest glimpse of the Tamarian ship. Very mm. plain. Our good friend Captain Daython's ship. Very plain-looking chair. All we can really see is the back of it, and it just looks like...
2: A
1: chair. A yeah. chair. Yeah, really not a lot of detail. Staples.
0: Yeah. But one of my favorites... Oh, yeah. ...is when we go over onto Tin Man.
2: He makes a chair.
0: The The, the Tin Man creature, whatever critter that thing was... Forms a chair out of itself for the uh, the Betazoid fella, whose name I've forgotten. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets to sit in it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like much, but it was made specifically for him, which means for him, it's the most comfortable chair in the fucking universe. It's
0: even comfier than that Romulan chair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it came with his ass groove already in it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Might also have a massager. Ooh. Yeah, so but that's organic, like so
1: it can probably just undulate under him.
0: Oh, that's weird. It's like yeah. getting licked. Ooh. From the inside. No, oh, no. Couldn't get a really good screenshot of this one, but on the Eridian shuttle, I think this is also in Birthright. Mm. That's right. Might be.
1: It kind of reminds Birthright
2: me. Birthright is the one with
1: the Kind of okay. reminds me of the tall chairs in the Millennium Falcon that are in like the second row. Like the first row are very short, very plain brown chairs, but behind him, I think Luke sits in one at one point. There's these very tall chairs yeah. with like metal sides and very minimal padding. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a very interesting shape. you will also see the chair that Worf got to sit in right next to it. Yeah,
1: which is more normal.
0: And if this is the Uridian ship from Birthright, then the other Uridian ship might have been a different Uridian ship. Mm. I've lost track of which Uridian ship is, is is right. Anyway, this is this Uridian ship. You get to see a weird back to the, to the chair. Mm. Last but not least, in Gambit, we mm. see Arctus Buran's raider, the Fortune, and almost... The entire episode long, they just stand in front of this chair. They almost never sit in this chair, and it's probably because it's too short for the control panel, which strikes me as a bad move Mm -hmm. and bad design.
2: Yeah. They even put it up on like a little pedestal. They could have just made that pedestal a little taller.
0: They could have probably just raised it up somehow, yeah. Um, But my favorite thing about this chair is you'll notice when when our our street rat friend uh, at the side here is sitting in it, and then when he gets up, the little seat flaps. The little seat kind of rope kind of pivots. Oh, yeah. oh like a theater chair.
2: See, but but so it, the weird. wrong way, because it means it's always trying to dump you out of itself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's I true. That. I thought, yeah. yeah. That's probably why they're not sitting in it, because you have to sit all the way back in it, or else you get flopped out.
1: <laughs> I wondered that. They can't have made that. What is that from, I wonder? Like, what was it? In, what's its original it use looks and intention?
2: Like, honestly, it looks like a piece of exercise equipment to me. It looks like it's off of, like, a Nautilus <laughs> machine. Oh, yeah.
3: That could be.
1: Oh man, Maybe it's off a rower or something. I don't
2: know. It's got and like I notice it's got like this little mesh bit at the on the on the back there. It's kind of kind oh yeah, I missed a that cool little
1: touch. That's but interesting. Yeah, that cool. I like but, that but it, you can see through it.
2: Yeah, but the interesting thing is, and whoever designed this chair was like was not thinking that they're designing for TV because it's got that that moyer pattern going on where you can like see like those those stripes, mm. which are artifacts of the resolution of the cameras oh
1: okay i see interesting huh. hmm.
0: well that's cool so i'm going to break it there because this has already taken pretty long to get through these and also because i haven't done all, all of Deep Space nine yet
1: <sighs> well, <laughs> uh, probably, if, if there's going to be a fair few it might be there we see
0: it we actually do see a lot of other ships in that show, whereas mm-hmm. in this one especially in tos you they, they save a lot of money by not ever showing anything yeah or like you know, Ferengi ships where they only show you against a bleached out white background and things like that.
2: I like, got a bleach bleached white, out? white background. <laughs> I
3: knew you were gonna do it. I was <laughs> like, no, we're bleaching things out again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're dealing with children. Okay? Yep. I really yep. thought
3: that you knew
0: this at this point. <laughs> this is why I've been saying all episode long, trank the children. It was just
1: so easy because we'd forgotten that you know when it's remote, you two don't feed off each other quite so <laughs> powerfully.
0: They do. They really do. We yeah. Do. So next week, more chairs. Woo! Uh, and then I think we're going to stop because we haven't seen most of the rest of the show yet because now... Whenever I watch episodes, now I'm just noticing chairs <sighs> every in every single scene. It's like, that's a
1: cool chair. You've gone chair mad.
0: A little bit. But yeah, chair so look chair. forward to that next week.
1: Along with what episodes?
0: Oh my, new episodes. New episodes of Voyager this week on UPN. <laughs> yeah, next week make sure to, to check in with us. We'll be back with episodes The Thaw and Tuvix a very famous oh me- shit Tupix Tupix is to Tuvix. very early yeah
2: Tupix oh
1: shit it will be interesting to see that episode outside of the memes for the first time since i was what the 96 so i was like 12. it holds up
0: it holds up oh, good, good. it'll be a, it'll be a good discussion i don't know if we can add more to, to the Tupix discussion that hasn't been said already but we're going to damn well try
1: well who, if we're lucky we'll all fall at least some of us will fall in different directions and we can argue about who's right
0: um i'm right <laughs> um yeah so check that out next week uh make sure that you're following us on the tumblr where you can see all these chairs you can also catch up on our the rest of our blog activities we have lots of different like content things where we've looked at gosh uniforms and movie posters and all kinds of stuff in the past couple of weeks that are a lot of fun so make sure to be following us there follow us on the facebook follow us on the twitter uh follow us on soundcloud or whatever your favorite podcasty thing is As long as you can listen to us, we're really happy to have you. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to see you next week. This has been a joy. What the fuck was that? I don't know. I'm keeping it in. Wow. No, there were children in this episode. It's been a traumatic incident. (laughs) This has been Ames. But here's
2: the thing. Both episodes feature children dying, so there is a silver lining. Yikes. Wowzers. Thank
0: you, Jake. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin.
2: This has been Jake.
1: And this is Chris from a different timeline.
0: Quick, kill him! Quick, (laughs) (laughs) self-destruct!
3: Oh, God, it's everywhere!